Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who were scared to be the Kevin Jonas of their friend group. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today, we are talking about 2008's Camp Rock. For anyone with a future on the stage, there's only one place to spend the summer. You're going to Camp Rock. To get in, they've got to bring the moves. I love the hands up. The sound. Wow, she's amazing. And the look. Which color? They're exactly the same. Damn, bro. <laughs> oh, wait. We didn't even see that part. Is that from Camp Rock 2? It must like, be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must oh, be. Oh, dang it. Okay. Um, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever seen that part yeah. in context ever. <laughs> okay, so... As we said last week, we're introducing a new little segment to the beginning of our episodes, uh, and we're just going to call it Hot Take of the Week. And we ask you guys on our Instagram story to give us a spicy question to uh, answer on the podcast. And maybe we said what? We would give ourselves 30 seconds to defend our our points. I said 15 on the Instagram story (laughs) because here's the thing. It's like it's kind of a one depending on the prompt is kind of like a one word thing. Like I feel like some of them don't even need justification, okay. but all right. But for this first one, we'll just see how long it really takes. Okay. Us. Okay. We'll try to keep it concise yeah. though. So who asked us our question this week? Oh, diva. Oh, hi. Okay. I really liked divas. It is a versus. Okay. Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind versus Lindsay Lohan's Rumors. Oh, that's a really <laughs> Three, good question. Two, one. Who's going Go, first? You. Okay, I have to say Rumors, but I love them both. But Rumors, we listened to 5,000 zillion times in our childhood, and I always think of dance recitals, yeah. and it just does something for me. But Stars Are Blind is also an incredibly important cultural contribution. Yeah. I think as songs, I think as songs, Stars Are Blind might be a little more of a bop. Yes. Like, it's like a breezy fun Yeah, moment. like a fun bop. But Rumors is like, let me just do the coffee grinder. <laughs> like, Rumors is me, like, I'm wearing fishnet fingerless gloves. Yeah, it's like, let Absolutely. me just pretend that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. And of course, Lindsay is, but like we were eight. Yes. <laughs> so. And Stars Are Blind is way more like, I'm on vacay. It's like kind of reggae inspired. Yeah. Not reggae, but you know, like the guitar part. 
And Ugh. the music video is great. And I hadn't really seen it. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, okay. So rumors won. Because of our yeah. childhood. Yeah. Yeah. But really good question. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Diva, for knowing us so well. A hot to, take. To ask such a question. Now that we got our hot take out of the way, we also have to do our customary you should leave us a review if you like us. Um, that's it. Are you ready to get into the facts? Yeah. Okay. So Camp Rock premiered on Disney Channel on June 20th, 2008. Very much in the wake of High School Musical, which obviously plays a huge role in why this movie even exists. But I'm sure we'll get into that later. Uh, but summer 2008. I was going into eighth grade. Audrey was going into sixth grade. It was directed by Matthew Diamond, who has directed a lot of things, actually like a really interesting range of things. But um, what I cultivated was this list. The Wiz Live, Jane the Virgin, great performances, which is like recordings of stage performances. Um, Dance Maker, The Metropolitan Opera, which you can watch at home, live from Lincoln Center. So You Think You Can Dance and some Gilmore Girls. So really a wide range. Um, but he seems like someone with a cool career. That's like a mm-hmm. sweet gig to have. Um, it was produced by two people. Obviously, it was Disney Channel, but Kevin Lafferty was one of the producers. He has worked on Wednesday, Lock and Key, The Umbrella Academy, Run, and Skins. But then getting into our exact little pocket here, Camp Rock 2, Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, Jump In, Cowbells, Twitches, Twitches 2, and Cadet Kelly. So this man was really a uh, all-star of Disney productions. And then- Sometimes I just find it so unfair that these like random men get to be in such close proximity to- Our faves. Yeah. I know. It's It's just just makes me mad. Like, I'm like, you don't deserve it. You don't care. It's not for you. But maybe he does care. I I couldn't know. And if he does care, I'm sorry that I judged you for being named Kevin. Kevin. I mean, being named Kevin does not do him any favors, unfortunately. (laughs) And then second of all, we have Alan Sachs as a producer. He worked on Pitchell. Pitchell. Pitchell Perfect instead of Pixel Perfect. He worked on Pixel Perfect, Camp Rock 2, Jonas Brothers Living the Dream, and The Color of Friendship. There are four people attributed to the writing of this movie, which is kind of miraculous considering how... uh, Poorly written. <laughs> yes. Well, um, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Sometimes they're more, the more writers there are, the worse off it probably is. Um, but first of all, we have Karen Gist, who worked on Girlfriends, House of Lies, Revenge, Mixed-ish, Our Kind of People, Grey's Anatomy, and One Tree Hill as a producer for all those things. And then we have Regina Y. Hicks, who's also a big producer. She's worked on Insecure, Girlfriends, The Upshaws, Instant Mom, The L Word Generation Q, a show I just finished, and Sister, Sister. So... You got those two happening. And then... That's extremely powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you have uh, another duo, which is Julie Brown and Paul Brown, who are siblings. Julie Brown played Miss Stoger in Clueless. Oh. (laughs) Uh, But she also is like... I like uh, her. Yeah. Well, apparently... Okay, I might be confused because... Yeah, because I thought that was... um somebody else she might have played her in the tv show oh yeah maybe i think that that's actually what it is yeah um and she also wrote but the cool interesting thing is that she also wrote for the clueless series and she also is the camp rock uh the embarrassing counselor 
Oh, okay. Then yeah, she's not in the movie. Yeah, she's not in the movie, but yeah. I think she's in the TV show um, as Miss Stoger. So anyway, she has written a bunch of things for Disney, Camp Rock, Camp Rock 2, some other random shit. And then her brother uh, who wrote Pacific Blue and Quantum Leap. I don't know what either of those are, but they uh, worked together on this one. Love that. Yes. Siblings. Yes. Obviously, we love that. Yeah. Okay, so the plot mm-hmm. synopsis for Camp Rock is at a music camp for gifted teens, a popular teen idol overhears a girl singing and sets out to find who the talented voice belongs to. What he doesn't know is that the girl is actually a camp kitchen worker with a fear of being heard. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the most awkward way to describe the plot. Yeah. I, uh, what was that from? Rotten Tomatoes? Or? No, it's from IMDb. Take them from Rotten Tomatoes. I know. They're bad on IMDb. They're way better on Rotten Tomatoes. Most of the time I pull them from both, but I didn't this time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But. Taglines. It's funny. Um, The taglines. Don't fit in. Stand out. This summer is going to rock. This summer, rock like they do. (laughs) I'm sure that was underneath an image of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So the cast here. First of all, obviously, we have Demi Lovato as Mitchie Torres. And Demi Lovato is potentially one of the most famous people of our generation, I think. Um, Bold claims. Don't you feel like that's true? I guess. In terms of no, in terms of solely knowing who they are. Yes. Solely. Yes. Not like a statement on like their talent or yeah. lack of talent. I mean, they're or like, or like the yeah. Stanhood. Like people don't really, people do stand Demi, but not like they stand like Ariana or something. Right, like right, that. right, right. Um, so when I was looking through their IMDb credits, uh, mostly it's just music videos from the past few years, but they got their start on Glee. Or no, no, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but they got their start Imagine. on Barney. <laughs> that would be great. That's like uh, whatever her name is. But that's not actually where she got her start. I'm trying to think of Leah Michelle. I'm just going through oh. it right now. Uh, anyway, so Demi Lovato started on Barney infamously with Selena Gomez. Right. Um, and then was on Just Jordan as the bell rings. Then did their show on the Disney Channel. Then have had like a million public uh, falling apart. And then I guess has also been in Smurfs, The Lost Village. But we do need to talk about Glee. And I, okay. Hannah has not seen... Oh, should I watch Glee? Yes. Okay, that's probably what I should actually Glee. watch. Okay. Um, I did a full Glee rewatch. I'm sure I've said this at some point in the show, but I did a full Glee rewatch with my roommate um, in quarantine. And season four, I believe, it's season four or five is when Demi comes in and Demi has a sort of, yeah, a full-on relationship with Naya Rivera in the show. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's really Yeah, funny. and they work at Ellen's Stardust Diner. They're in New York at yes. that point? They're in New York by, um, like, end of season three. How season many seasons four? are there? Six. <laughs> Six? Yeah. Wait, I had no idea. Yeah, it keeps going. It keeps going. Oh, man. Season okay. four, they split their time between literal NYU and Lima, Ohio. Like, can you... Believe? That's our lives, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, it's crazy. I should just watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I could have a mini segment, or I do to do a, a Glee recap if I watch it. Yeah. 
Oh, that's un- that's upsetting to hear. <laughs> but I do want to watch that. It's now. very fun to watch. And yeah. guess who's current? Who, guess who's also co-starring at the same time? Or not? Um, guest starring is what I meant to say. At the same time as Demi, you won't guess, but it's so good. <laughs> who? Adam Lambert. No, they're all besties in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Honestly, it's amazing. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. I've seen like the first season sort of. Yeah. The first season is very, you know, respectable overall and it gets less and less respectable. Yes. I know it jumps the shark. That's the main thing I know. But, uh, okay. Our next person. As we turn the show into a Glee recap. Honestly, no one would be mad. (laughs) Our spinoff show is a Glee recap. So, okay. Then our next person on this cast is Joe Jonas as Shane Gray. Um, what is there to say about Joe Jonas that hasn't been said? But obviously he's the lead singer of the Jonas Brothers. Um, and before they had their shows and like their actual like acting or like acting adjacent moments on Disney Channel, they did like a ton of random music for them. So like music for other shows, yeah. random covers of Poor Unfortunate Souls. Honestly, I kind of wish they had stayed, they were able to stay in their lane a little bit more yeah. because they're not actors. No, they're not. They just play themselves. Yeah. Which like I can relate to. I feel like whenever I have to act in anything. I think even in, I in the first Camp Rock Joe Jonas, he's the best actor of the three, and he's not even doing well. He's really well. bad. He's so, really bad. Not and I to guess spoil it's it. debatable. Like Nick Jonas has his theatrical moments. Oh yeah, his how to succeed in business moment. Lame is. Oh yeah, but he yeah. okay. I don't know though. I haven't. I can't watched. believe they stunt cast him in the 25th anniversary of Les Mis <laughs> concert. Say. I haven't seen that in so long that I have no idea whether it was good or not. He it was very passable. But it wasn't great. I mean, I I would even argue that like, this is kind of a tangent, but I would even argue that like Eddie Redmayne in the movie was better than Nick Jonas in that concert. Oh, wow. That... Anyway. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie since it came out either. I just have seen a lot of content about it. Yeah. But I've only watched it like once or twice. Next up, we have Megan Martin as Tess, which I will try to keep my commentary to myself until we get to the second half about her performance. But uh, she is sort of best known for this movie, but she was also in Dear Lemon Lima, 10 Things I Hate About You, opposite of Moe's from Ned's Declassified. Uh, She was also in Awkward, Wendy, Mean Girls 2, and also Just Jordan. Man. That's all I have to say about her. I'm too cool for my dress. What is that? Is that the song she it's sings? It's the beginning of, um, cause I'm too cool. I'm too oh yeah, cool yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next up we have Maria Canals Barrera, pardon how white I just pronounced that, uh, as Demi's mom, Connie. Uh, she's best known for playing the mom in Wizards of Waverly Place. And she also was in Christella, Danny Phantom, The Proud Family, and Justice League as a voice actor. So, and she has been working since like the mid 80s. So um, she's booked and blessed 100%. Our mother. America's mother. (laughs) Uh, And then we have Allison Stoner as Caitlin Geller. Where to even begin with explaining Allison Stoner? I'm just going to do the basics and then you can expand (laughs) if you want. Um... She was kind of one of those people that was always on Disney Channel, but never like the star, but very omnipresent. Um, And like clearly the most talented when it comes to like just charisma, charisma and obviously dancing. Yeah. But like 
she comes on screen and you're just like, what is like, she's very intriguing. Yeah. I always thought that. I agree. Um, she was the little sister on Mike's super short show, which I hadn't thought about in 5,000 years. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, the legend of Cora, sweet life. And she was also like the child dancer in Eminem and Missy Elliott videos of the early 2000s and late 90s. And I'm sure you remember, and I'm sure you would recognize her in them. Well, Allison Stoner has definitely resurfaced on TikTok and just she like does put out a lot of content um to this day and she's still just as good of a dancer as she ever was. Mm-hmm. And she has also brought attention to the whole child star pipeline, the issues that arise when children are worked, you know, mm-hmm. when they act and all that. Yes. And that's an important discussion. Um, but she does it in an extremely melodramatic fashion. I was about to say, I feel like this is problematic what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to say it. Like the way she talks about it is like, she's talking about like children in poverty or like Mm. disease or like something that's like really universal, but it's not. And sometimes it makes me feel weird. Yeah. I do think it's important though. Still. I mean, the well-being of children is important. Yeah. There's just something about it. (laughs) I guess it's kind of the thing of like, you know, there's so many kids that want to be famous or they want to be like, they want to act or whatever and they should know like the possible outcomes of that or like dangers of that. So the budget for Camp Rock was 15 million. Um, That's kind of modest actually, but it is a TV movie. Yes. Um, Box office opening weekend does not exist. The total estimated domestic video sales is 18737038 But I will say that it's hard to quantify the success of a movie like this because it like launched so many careers and like tours yeah. and there's like I mean rev- revenue wise yeah. it's hundreds of millions. Definitely. For like kind of no reason. Yeah. That's Disney for you. Mm-hmm. Um critically <laughs> critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and the critic consensus is Camp Rock wants to be the next high school musical, but it's forgettable songs and dull premise. Hold it back. Yeah. Damn. Kind of true. Yeah, it's true. Critical takes. Demi Lovato has all the requirements for Disney stardom, but they don't really act so much as walk through this movie, stopping occasionally to flash a larger than life smile. Accurate. Someone else says, I love TV, but Camp Rock is TV in the worst way. Small in concept, small in execution. (laughs) Dang. And then we had a positive one for the last one. Third one is, it's really a great movie. Like a modern day version of an old (laughs) Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney picture in which the kids put on a show that improves the lives of all who see it. A reach. That's the kind of in positivity that <laughs> I aspire to have. Yes, I and never will have. Yeah. I'm too cynical. Yeah. It's not like that. And then the audience score was 75%. And I just picked some takes here. First one. My God, it sucks. Every joke is a miss. The romance sucks. And then... When Joe Jonas decided to stop playing artificial pop music and introduces his authentic, super hardcore new song, Goosebumps, which I think they're being sarcastic, but it's kind of hard to tell. And then lastly, I first saw this when I was sick around the time it came out and thought it was great. 
I'm not sick anymore. The only pro is the song, This Is Me. This may have worked as a short about a guy looking for a girl, but I would recommend avoiding watching this, especially when you can get the only good part on the soundtrack. That way you don't have to watch the stupidity that is the movie. The gossip section. This was 2008 when this movie came out. So High School Musical 3 came out this year. It was like the end of the, or at least barreling towards the end of the High School Musical era. So they were probably like, what are we doing next? How are we passing this off? So of course they're like camp rock question mark. Um, But other things that were happening at this cultural moment. Britney Spears was making her comeback at the time, like the circus piece of me era. Um, the Twilight movie series began. Beyonce and Jay-Z got married. Miley Cyrus had her controversial Annie Leibovitz Vanity Fair shoot with the blanket. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry came out that very summer and also Barack Obama was elected. So a lot of cultural milestones were happening in that moment. I don't know why, I Kissed a Girl and Barack Obama seem so symbolic <laughs> to me, but they really it's do. Like, because what we know now is that it was like facade progress. Yes, totally. Yeah. It was like, yeah, facade progress is extremely accurate. Um, but <laughs> I won't, you know, it had its moment and it was progress. You know, it's like in the time, if it's progress, then I guess it is progress. It's, I guess, facade progress might be a little harsh. Yeah, it's, it's a little harsh. Everything is in its time. Five steps, yeah, so five steps forward, six steps back, but it keeps going. Okay, so things we remember about this movie from childhood, two thousand eight, summer of two thousand eight. Do you have any memories of this time? Not really. Going into seventh grade. No. Going into sixth grade. <laughs> well, that would be my first, that would be our first full summer when we lived in Solon. It was our first full year. Summer. Yeah. After our first year of school. Yeah. So I don't really remember it. Um, but I just remember Like I wasn't, I was never obsessed with Camp Rock, like the way yeah. that I really liked High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially because I did not care about the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, neither of us ever cared about the Jonas Brothers. And uh, I think the difference also is that Camp Rock, it has music in it, but it is not a musical. Yes. And that did make a difference to me, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like High School Musical, there is diegetic singing. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm, there's there's not, a decent yeah. amount of it. There's both. But there's both. Yeah. This one is all in-universe singing, which is sad. Now I'm trying to remember, what's the non-diegetic singing in the when first? When there was me and you. It's funny when you find Oh, yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that might but be there's the only not one. Ma- yeah, there's not well, a lot. Well, uh, stick to the status quo. Yeah, but there's not a lot. Like, no. there's a lot of diegetic singing, too. But the fact also get your head in the game, that sorry. it, like, oscillates, um, <laughs> yeah. like, is helpful to me as a child viewer. Like, yes. I liked that. Yes, I agree. So. Um, my memories were, this is what I wrote down before we watched the movie. I wrote, Jonas Brothers, other than Joe, barely exist in it. So, like, Kevin and Nick basically have a cameo. Um, Allison Stoner has my shirt in it. The shirt that she wears that's black with the pink guitars. I got that shit at H&M around the same time. Um, and I always felt very uh, seen when she had my shirt. Um, 
Demi is kind of embarrassing to watch in it. And some of the songs are bangers. Yeah. They're at least hilarious. If they're not yes. good, they're funny. Yes. Um, but I personally was never really a huge Disney Channel person. Like, I was never super duper into any of the shows. And I think the whole, like, rock approach just felt a little phony to me, especially yeah. if the Jonas Brothers are your example. Yeah, it's like they're pop. They're not. <laughs> yeah. There's no rocking occurring here. No. I mean, it's not even Avril Lavigne level. No. No. When's the last time you think you watched this before we watched it? I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't think that long ago, though. Like, maybe maybe five years or something. Yeah. I feel like I'd only seen it all the way through maybe once or twice before we rewatched it. So it's on Disney Plus. And if you want to give it a watch, you should. <laughs> because we're about to get into it. We yeah. watched it together last night and it was quite an adventure. We'll be back. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back discussing 2008's Camp Rock and its rightful place in the Criterion Collection. But let's talk about the good things first, shall we? It's pretty much exclusively funny things and okay. not like, I think this is cinema. <laughs> okay. Um, the Those like moccasin boots that Demi Lovato yes. wears yes. were such a staple of the time. Yeah. Henley's. Mm -hmm. belts on long shirts, mm -hmm. skinny jeans, mm -hmm. moccasin boots, everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know who else I appreciate? The random girl who gets an entire song in this movie and has no other relevance. Who's got what oh, it takes yeah. to be my guy? What, what it takes, takes to make me forgot. What it takes to get me fired up. Like, oh my God. Makes, she is a legend. What, you're right. She literally never comes back ever. She has like one other line. Yeah. Um, Allison Stoner as a person. Yes. Appreciated. The shoulder move in Too Cool For You, where she, if you're watching the video version, you know this thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. So funny. The Megan Martin shoulder move. Yes. And whenever they're singing and... And there's, it's like acapella singing, but it's auto-tuned. Oh, it's so hilarious. Bad. It's so bad that I appreciate it. The editing when um Peggy or Margaret, shall I call her, Margaret is doing her final performance and they put in those slow motion flashbacks. Yep. Desaturated. It is comedy gold. Like it's so yep. funny. Yes. As though we are meant 
to care. <laughs> yeah, like the most random person to try to get us to sympathize with. And 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 it's also funny because they do one flashback that happened about three minutes before. Yep. yep. And we were also uh, saying it seems really obvious that it's not her voice. Yeah. That she's lip syncing to. And also she's pl- not playing guitar. So she's yeah. just lip syncing for her life. The strumming is like manic. And yep. she, the song is not. It could like in some world, I, it could be her voice. I actually don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it is. No. And totally agree. All these things I've said are not good things. But, <laughs> but because they're appreciated. it's Camp Rock. Yeah. Um, I have a few good things. I would just like to say that um, Demi Lovato's singing ability blew all the girls out of the water. All the Disney Channel girls out of the water. Um, They're a great singer. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me happy to uh, to it's like nice to see where they began in that sense. I thought that the uh, nature based vistas were very pleasing when they're like sitting on the dock, mm-hmm. like all the naturey things. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Like, decoms are usually a pretty interior thing. Right. So for it to be at a camp and like actually outside. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Um, I loved when they said blingalicious totally seriously. I don't remember what they were talking about, but it was great. Um, and I also really like the vocal arrangement on I Gotta Find You. Like when when it's Joe Jonas sitting on the dock playing by the lake and like there shouldn't be backup singing there, but there is. Um, I thought that the arrangement was really good. I was like, those are good, good harmonies. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, there's this montage at the end or near the end where it's like people trying to impress Joe Jonas with their vocal ability. And there's this like extremely uncalled for, extremely good trio of girls that show up and just start like slaying in three-part harmony. And he reacts as if they're bad or that they're like crazy. He jumps off the diving board. But they're better than anyone. It's so weird. It's one of the weirdest moments of the whole movie. But... I still enjoyed it. So now we're just in bad. Audrey. So I always think it's funny how artsy kids are stereotyped in like behaviorally in movies like this. <laughs> yeah. Like if if you're in an environment where it's theater kids or artsy kids, they have to be drumming on something. There has to be somebody doing a back tuck. Mm-hmm. And there's just, everyone is just spastic. <clears throat> like everyone, and there is some truth to that, of course. I was about to say, there is some truth to but that. But like, there's not always someone doing a back tuck. <laughs> <laughs> Only like 10% of the time Only is there someone doing a back tuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in every moment. It's not like a, like a video game thing, like on a loop, like every 15 yeah. seconds, someone does a back tuck. And that's not even a bad thing, but I just think that's funny. It's consistent. And there's a lot of shameless auto-tuning throughout this entire movie, but Mm -hmm. I think it almost plays as a strength because they lean on it so hard. Like, they're not trying to hide it. No, not at all. It's not naturalistic. Um, I kind of feel like, and we've noticed this in pretty much every movie we've covered that came out after 2004, there's always a Mean Girls element. Yes, absolutely. And... Mitchie here is Katie and Allison Stoner's character is Janice yep. and Tess is Regina and yes. the two girls are the two girls. Yes. Period. Yeah. It's very adjacent. It's, it's very traceable. Extremely traceable. Yeah. And my last thing is, I guess this really- You're already on your last thing? I guess thing? this really goes more into dated or problematic, which I have other things for, but- 
Demi's character has done nothing wrong <laughs> in the movie. Um, all Mitchie did was try to fit in, essentially. Why would anybody give a shit if Mitchie's mom was a cook? Yeah. Like, that's not... Mitchie's mother is a caterer. That is a job you can charge a lot for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the socioeconomic <laughs> implications... To to feed that to children is interesting. Yeah, I agree. To be like seven years old and and f- picking up through this movie that like being a cook means you're like the scum of the earth. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even look at you. Like, totally. Um, and they the people in this movie punish Demi over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. For her mom being a cook. Yeah. Well, it's also like, for what? her lying, though. Yeah, but it's like, if you're a pop star, if you're a literal pop star, which Shane Gray is, you're not going to care about that. You're going to be like, okay, I can I can understand why well, this would okay, happen. But isn't the whole point of the thing that he's like, Mitchie's authentic, Mitchie's real, and Mitchie sees the real me, and that's why I like her. And so that's why he's such a little biatch when it turns out that she's lying. Because he's like, I, everyone lies to me. Everyone just tells yeah, me. Yeah, but what I like, hear. if he had like um, a smidgen of maturity, like it wouldn't matter. He's not really known for his maturity <laughs> in this movie. Um, yeah, everyone's just evil. Yeah, everyone well, in Camp Rock sucks, and they're all nepotism babies too. Like so many of not them. Not Mitchy, but yeah. yeah. Well, obviously not Mitchy, but everyone Clearly. else is, and that's why she lies. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what, but if you're a nepotism baby, I guess they just didn't have the shame that current nepotism babies would might have. Right. Where they're like um, trying to actively hide it. Yes. Like, nepotism babies nowadays, they're trying to hide that shit. They yeah. don't want you to know. Yeah. But also, to be fair, if you were an actual full-blown nepotism baby, you, couldn't you hide would it. not. Well, you couldn't hide it, but also you wouldn't be at Camp Rock. <laughs> Well, they're trying to say that Camp Rock is like but they the, give us, the launch <laughs> pad for they, stars. They give us no receipts for that, though. I think they might have. They're never. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the uh, Connect Three went to Camp Rock. Yeah. So they are the they're the, they're the example. There's examples. And like, I think Tess's mom had something to do with it. I don't know. But okay. like, it's just. Let me, let me, I agree. Okay. Here are my bad things. Um, I do not like the camp counselor guy. He reminds me of a youth group leader in a bad way. Kevin Jonas is really awkward to witness in this movie. Um, the background actors during who's got what it takes are literally just standing there. Like there's so many people that are like barely even moving. And I'm like, you guys are not. Well, the dancers are moving. No. You mean the extras? Background actors. I meant to say they're just standing there, not moving, just staring in the direction of the camera. And I thought that was really funny. Um, I didn't really get why. I know we kind of already talked about this, but I didn't really get why Mitchie lied in the first place. It felt really uncalled for. Mm-hmm. I just didn't buy it. <clears throat> I've, I've, you watch Camp Rock and it's like, we were saying last night, like there's a million ways we could have like reworkshopped this plot so that it's actually compelling. Yeah. What it really needed truly, I think a, a like a Gabriella Choi-esque love between Shane and Mitchie yeah. would have made it 
better. And also the conceit of the, like the, the struggle, her struggle should not be about lying about your mom being a cook. It needs to be about her. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's like outside well, but of her. It kind of is about her because and this leads into my next point. I did not understand why would Mitchie be there if she's not going to be confident about her abilities. The fact that the whole time she's like, I'm not going to raise my hand to go first. Like, don't look at me. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, why the fuck are you there if you don't want to do I the mean, thing? I mean, she's still a child. But no one else was acting like that. And they're all the same age. But they're rich. <laughs> the nepotism makes them confident. I mean, I hey. just Probably. definitely I think it's one of those things like I could see that if I was in her shoes like I'd be like yeah I really want to go to this camp and then when you get there it's so intimidating yeah I get that I've literally been in that position before um with podcasting conferences but not the one that we went to a different one um I just thought that it was weird but then but the whole thing about her internal struggle is that by the end she's like no more hiding who I want to be. And it's like, I'm going to give a shit and actually try. So there is an internal struggle, but it's not, nothing is really contingent upon it. Yeah. Like it's right. Like, I just think the central, like the crux of the movie should have been stronger. Well, yes. Like it's. The plot of this movie has the stakes of like (laughs) nothing. There are no stakes. A game of connect four. Yes. Connect three. That's why I said it. Ooh. The dance class is unbelievable. So funny. (laughs) It's so funny. Joe Jonas is not a good dancer, and yet they had him teaching a dance class in this movie, and it's really entertaining. It's more like a stage performance class. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But. Um, I wanted, it should have been Allison Stoner teaching the class. Yeah, duh. Like. But then they have Allison Stoner as like a producer. And I don't know why when you could have just had her as a dancer. Yeah. A backup dancer. Like, it's right there. Yeah. That's what she's been. She was a backup dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So many funny quotes in this movie. Like. (laughs) She's really good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, there's, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this, but there's this TikTok where there's, it's like these three people acting out the scene where Tess calls Mitchie out. She's, she's a cook. A cook? At Hatton's China? No. Here. So you lied. Your mom cooks our food and you help her. Come on, guys. Mitchie? Mitchie has dishes to do. Scott. But they're like, a cook? <laughs> Your yeah. mom's a cook? Yeah. At Hot Tunes China. <laughs> Which, oh, it's so funny. Okay, that actually leads me into my next point. I didn't really buy into the mean girl, Megan Martin, because Neither. A, she wasn't mean enough, and B, she wasn't good enough at well, singing. Well, she's almost too mean. Like, it was, like, mean to a point where it's not even good digs it, like, yeah. you're not even like getting to the heart of like manipulation yes. you're just like being weird in front of other people yeah 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 like i just yeah. didn't think ever in my life for a second that she was better than anyone else who performed no why were they trying to make her happen disney as a as a company i it's a great question that's a great question yeah i don't know because i've never 
watched any of her performances and felt like it was authentic to who she was. I always felt like she was miscast. She's somebody who is typecast. Yeah. But I didn't feel that it was consistent with her aura or like who she is. Megan Martin. Yeah. I don't know who she is truly, but I don't think she's a mean girl type. I agree. If she had simply dyed her hair brown. I know. Imagine the things that could have happened. What could have happened. And I think also in the wake of High School Musical, when you have Ashley motherfucking Oh, yeah. We were saying like Sharpay's power is like, would crush Tess in three seconds. With like like the lightest exhale. Yeah. Sharpay crushes her. Yeah. It's not even close. And they were released so close to each other. I'm like, how'd you guys hit the mark so hard and then miss the mark? Yeah. So hard. Different production teams, I will say. Yeah. When I was doing all the research for this, there was very little overlap between Camp Rock people and High School Musical people, other than Disney, obviously. And it Um, shows. It does show. I totally agree. The whole bracelet framing thing was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. We don't even have to get into it. But like the Grammy thing? Yeah. And how Tess is like, they took my bracelet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even believable it's just so stupid i know that they kind of wanted us to think there was a romance between joe jonas and demi but it was extremely undercooked if anything yeah i i wasn't seeing that for them i was not seeing it either and i I think they're just they don't have chemistry as people yeah problematic slash dated oh yeah they have their one the one comment of Mitchie's mother says to Tess, there's hardly anything on your plate. Yeah. Referring to how little Tess was eating. And then Tess is like, I don't eat carbs, basically. Morning carbs. Yeah, I I don't eat morning carbs. Um, Which, yeah, this typical behavior. Um, But, yeah, it's just stereotypical. I don't know. Yes. I think it's still harmful, though. It was very of that time. You just don't need to bring... That's not in kids' shit anymore. Mm-mm. That sort of stuff. People is not in don't there. even eat in movies. Like, why are we even talking about eating? Like, they're not actually eating anyway. Yeah, that is really true. You don't even need to bring it up. No. <laughs> what else do you have? People don't go to the bathroom in movies and they don't eat in movies. Yeah. Um, and then being a cook isn't bad, guys. <laughs> Audrey really wants it's to just beat that point in. Not. And yeah. I think there could be some there could be some children who have grown up and they think being a cook is bad for some reason. They've internalized that. And there's just people in their young there's people in their twenties out there who loved Camp Rock. Maybe they are maybe they are discriminating against cooks. <laughs> it could happen. I'm just fed up, okay? Yes. It's also funny because in Wizards of Waverly Place they own a restaurant. I'm just thinking about how the mom's role is very similar. Yes. Maybe it was like a in test In both run. of them. For for what? For her to then play the same character. <laughs> it was not a test run. When did the Wizards of Waverly Place start? Uh, I don't know. I don't know Were what year. Roughly this, like, pretty close, I feel Probably. like. Probably. Yeah. Ugh, I did not like that show. I didn't like Selena Gomez. be a I didn't like that because she was really mean on that show. She was like the, that was like, no, she wasn't as mean as Miley Mm. in Hannah Montana. Mm. I think she was just less annoying. Maybe she was just as mean, but she was less shrill. Yes, definitely. 
I think to me with Wizards of Waverly Place, it was like, that doesn't look like New York City. You know, that's supposed to be in New York City. It literally looks like it's just in a basement. And low budget magic is something yeah. I'm not interested in. Agreed. I and, forgot that they're even it. wizards. And it's literally called yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place. I just don't like low budget magic. Yeah. No one likes low budget magic. No. Um, okay. Really my only problematic thing aside from this sort of being the beginning of like the Caucasian takeover of Disney channel, um, is that Shane, AKA Joe Jonas should not have been fraternizing with the campers in the way that he was. He was breaking some rules there for sure. Um, and that's it. (laughs) Seems it wasn't clear to him. No. I mean, he's like not even a character. Yeah. He's just weird. Um, so, is Camp Rock worthwhile to watch? No. It's, well, what do you think? I mean, I think it's funny. I think you should watch it. I it's think you funny. should nostalgia watch it for sure if it was your thing as a kid. Yeah. And you were going to do that anyway. I don't need to tell you that. Yeah. Um, But if you've never seen it, it could also be hilarious. This is real. This is me. Good song. Yes. And um, I Gotta Find You. Yeah. Great song, too. Yeah. There are some good songs. Yeah. Um, But it's just really weird to think that this movie, obviously it didn't make the same cultural impact that High School Musical did, but it wasn't that much lower. No, and people movies, loved it. It's so much worse than High School Musical. Yeah. Like, High School Musical holds up. I think they were just, like, primed for it. I think we were all really primed for it. Yeah. And like, we wanted to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So then, even though it was bad, it was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. Sure. And I guess it's worthwhile in the sense that it launched Demi Lovato's singing career because they are really, really talented, and I'm happy that they are putting things out in the world. Um, Do you listen to their album? Their new I, one? haven't listened to the new one but i really liked the 2016 album yeah i mean i feel like everyone did that confident that one yeah yeah with um sorry not sorry and like all of those also cool for the summer is a banger yeah it also falls into the canon of Of i kissed a girl girl, (laughs) for sure but it's like but i think it's better it's it's less it's like i take less issue with it than i kissed a girl yeah like the hook of Cool for the Summer is so good. Yeah. The verses are great. The and chorus that whole, like, is great. Dun, da, 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 dun. Yes. Don't tell your mother. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. I love that song. It's so good. Fuck, I love that song. I don't really like Stone Cold though. <laughs> yes. That reminds me so much of when when I listened to that song a lot, it was during my couch to 5K while living in New York phase. And that was one of the songs that oh, yeah. would really get me going. Take me down into your paradise. Don't be scared because I'm your body type. <laughs> Something that we want to try because you and I were cool for the summer. Also, let's not forget about the verses. Tell me what you want, what you like. It's okay. I'm a little curious too. It's so good. We never get to sing in real life on the show. Oh my God, that song. It's so good. I don't like Stone Cold though because I feel like it makes people sing unhealthily when they try to imitate it. 
<laughs> like not everyone can do that for a reason. Yeah. Like I've had so many voice students that have come in and wanted to sing that. And I'm like, I literally am not even going to try to instruct you on that because it's not. I don't even think thing. it's healthy when they do it really. No, so. no, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you Demi Lovato for your contributions to the world. Um, is it worthwhile? It's not like I'm not, I'm going to say no only because like I have to say yes for movies that I really believe in. Yes. But like, it's funny. It's funny. It's a fun watch. If you watched it when you, if you were high, it would be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But we watched it 100% sober and it was really good. So. um, (laughs) Really funny. Really funny. (laughs) It wasn't really good. Yes, it was very funny. So give it a watch. Um, If you loved Camp Rock, if you were like a Camp Rock stan as a child or like a Jonas Brothers stan, honestly, I would love to hear your opinions on this movie. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is bold, but I'm just going to ask if you are hearing us have this conversation and you're like you're like appalled yeah or like you want to weigh in you can like send a voice memo to us at our gmail to pinkpictures at gmail.com and we will put it in the next episode because it is i just know that there are so many jonas brothers stands and like i know it's wrong for them but yeah we just didn't like boys i can't change even if i tried (laughs) even if i wanted to i was thinking the same thing um, okay. So that's our evaluation of Camp Rock. Thank you, Disney Channel, for making this despite it all. Next week, we have our Christmas, uh, Christmas spectacular. And it's a movie that uh, I hope you have seen, but you might not. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah. So we will be back next week to talk about it. Um, and until then, have a great week. Uh, check out our merch as always mm-hmm, at our website, yes. twopinkpictures.com slash shop. I'm wearing our Britney Spears inspired sleepover cinema t-shirt. Yeah. In uh, the video right now, which Audrey pointed out. And I also did notice that Phoebe Bridgers also made the same yeah. thing. Uh, you know, great minds, great minds, Joey's mind, Phoebe's mind, Phoebe's people's mind. Great. Yeah. Okay. We will see you next week. And until then. Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the arm thing. Okay, bye. Bye. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman with theme music by Josh Perlman Hall. Executive producer of this show is Michael D'Aloya. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at twopingpictures.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at twopingpictures and would love to hear from you there. And if you love Sleepover Cinema, if it's become a staple of your weekly routine or if it's a new show you've been listening to, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode with a few friends, maybe even both. We'll chat again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. 
Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically, or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.